0: What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. That's H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Today on the show, we're going to break down everything about Arkansas versus Portland State. Pete Roulier is going to join us to talk a little bit about the matchups. Danny West is going to join us later to talk recruiting. This is your Arkansas-Portland State primer. All right, everybody. First of all, I want to get to a few housekeeping items, I guess you could call them. Trey Knox... It's kind of a weird situation because Chad Moore said he wasn't going to practice on Wednesday and he didn't technically, but about 10 minutes into practice in period two, he came trotting out on the field. He said something like, turn me up as he, as he went into the, to the practice field. He lined up with the wide receivers to run routes. He was in shoulder pads, helmet, shorts. Everybody was wearing the same thing and didn't take any reps as far as running routes, just got in line and then, you know, kind of jogged to the other end when they'd start going and doing uh, lines again. So I don't know what that was exactly, but Chad Morris says they're gonna see what he can do Thursday. They keep waiting on some kind of word, it sounds like. It's not like maybe he can't go, it's just like waiting on some kind of word for seeing if he can go. And if he can go Friday, then Moore seems to think that he'll be able to go Saturday, whether that means a lot of work or a little work. Sounds more like it would be a little work. Shannon O'Grady's still out there in green. No contact, but nobody was doing contact the other day. He still looks like he has a little bit of a limp, but, I mean, he's running. He looks good when he's running. So sometimes you see players that limp, and then they can go full speed when they're running. So that's kind of the the update right there with a couple of key injuries uh, heading into this one. I want to remind everybody to like, share, comment, follow. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and give us a thumbs up if you like the content that we have at hogsports.com. Always streaming on Facebook Live. Be sure to subscribe to the channel, like the channel, like the video, and interact with the video. YouTube, we always upload to YouTube. So throw us that thumbs up like right now if you uh, like the content. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifications bell after you subscribe so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Available on Apple Podcasts, No More in Razorback Show on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a review. If you like the content, give us five stars. Spotify and Stitcher also. Hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month, or you can sign up for a year, get 30% off your first year, and that comes with a seven-day free trial. So very little to lose for your number one insider source on the Razorbacks. I want to thank everybody for joining us on Hogsports Live today. So Arkansas and Missouri have been moved to Arrowhead Stadium for 2020. I love this. I don't like going to Columbia, first of all. And I know they're redoing a lot of stuff. But it's just this – I know it's the media amenities. They're, they're just not very good in Columbia. So I'm excited about seeing that one. And that really brings me to – well, first of all, Cincinnati, Arkansas and Cincinnati, that's been added to the 2022 schedule for September 3rd, 2022. So that's a good non-conference game. It'll be in Razorback Stadium, just a one-game uh, deal. But that kind of brings me to 2020 schedule. I'm jumping all the way ahead to 2020. I'm not even talking 2019 right now. We're jumping to 2020 because that is the nicest looking schedule I think I've ever seen. And before that, it would probably be 2016 when you had uh, at TCU, that was a cool venue to go to. You had Alabama, Ole Miss, LSU, and Florida as your home games. That's a heck of a schedule right there. And then ended up playing uh, Virginia Tech Hokies at Bank of America Stadium. This is your 2020 schedule now. At Notre Dame to open the season. At Notre Dame. There will be a lot of Hog fans going to that one. Okay. Then you get Texas A&M and Arlington. you got the game to end the season at Arrowhead against Missouri and Kansas City. I mean, those away venues, are that's pretty solid. And this is your home slate. Alabama in Fayetteville. LSU in Fayetteville. Tennessee in Fayetteville. And Ole Miss in Fayetteville. That's a pretty good schedule right there. That is a pretty, I mean, you got to assume a lot of Arkansas fans are going to go to Arlington. A lot of them are going to go to Arrowhead. A lot of them are going to go to Notre Dame. When else are you going to have a chance to do that? So that's pretty cool setup right there. Fast forward a little bit to 2021. You get Texas in Fayetteville. The rotational opponent is Georgia. The Eastern rotation is Georgia in Sanford Stadium 2021. 2022, 2022 you get the Cincinnati game we were talking about. It's at BYU that year. And your rotational guy is South Carolina in Fayetteville. 2023, BYU returns to Fayetteville. And your rotational is Florida Gators in Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. 2024, open with UAPB. And I think you you played UAPB the year before also. So uh, that opens up, you know, playing in-state opponents. Uh, that's Oklahoma State season. So Arkansas will go to Boone Pickens Stadium to play Oklahoma State. The rotational is Kentucky returning to Fayetteville. Arkansas plays Kentucky this year. So that's the next time when that, that game returns. And then 2025 is that first Memphis game, Liberty Bowl. And then you get Notre Dame and Fayetteville. Rotational guy is Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt in Nashville. 2026, These are I, I like the way Arkansas' schedule shaping up. So, 2026, you lose the uh, – you know, you don't know what the rotational is and stuff for the SEC, but you got Utah in Utah and Memphis in Razorback Stadium. Um, the next year, you got Oklahoma State in Fayetteville in 2027 in 2028 you got Utah coming back to Fayetteville, you also play Memphis, I think, both of those years. And then 2029 you got Tulsa, 2032 you've got Oklahoma State, and 2033 you've got Oklahoma State. So that's the way Arkansas schedule is shaping up here over the next wild wow, decade plus, over the next 14 seasons. <laughs> so, pretty cool. Guys, if you want to watch Arkansas's next opponent after Portland State, they play the Ole Miss Rebels um, the following week at 6:30 p.m. I think that's on SEC Network, but you can watch them Saturday morning, first game, 11 a.m. on ABC, Ole Miss at Memphis, and get a good get a good feel for for what the Rebels have this year. They got a new quarterback, so a lot of changes there. We talked a lot about Arkansas's freshman of impact. I mean, there are 12. Freshmen, including nine true freshmen, in Arkansas's depth chart. We talked a lot about that on Monday's show, but uh, I just—it just blows me away to see so many freshmen. We knew this was a very highly regarded class, obviously, but. Man, it's, it's crazy to think about. And that doesn't even include Traylon Burks, who's going to be your starting punt returner, or Jalen Catalan, who could also be your starting punt returner. It doesn't even include those two guys. So it's just offense and defense. you got 12 and nine true freshmen, 12 total freshmen in the two deep. I just think that's, that's crazy. Really anxious to see what Traylon Burks does in the opener. You would like to think that Portland State is going to punt a lot, so maybe he gets a lot of opportunities. But I'm anxious to see mostly, out of all the freshmen, I think he's the one I'm most anxious to see. And obviously would love to see Trey Knox. It just I don't know how that situation is going to work. We don't have any media availability any uh, the rest of the week. The next time we'll talk to Chad Morris after talking to him yesterday. The next time we'll talk to Chad Morris is Saturday, around 6.30 probably after the game, maybe 7, depending on how the game goes. Nick Starkle was not at practice yesterday Luke Laufenberg Who unfortunately uh, UTEP tied in Succumbed to a rare form of cancer 21 years old Just the worst The worst The son of former Dallas Cowboys Quarterback Babe Laufenberg I think I'm saying that name right I hope I am But man that's just It's tragic He was a high school teammate of Nick Starkle So he, that's where he was So Thoughts and prayers to his family of course let me jump into a couple of questions before we bring Pete in, but that's coming up here probably in about five, ten minutes. Curtis Kendrick says, Woo pig, I know everybody's excited for this game. I mean, I think I said the other day on drive time, I think the most disappointing thing that could happen since November of last year is for Arkansas to come out sloppy in this one. That would be extremely disappointing. I think they're going to come out very crisp. I look for them to charge down the field on offense very early. I could see Portland State coming out with some scripted, stuff early and punching one in. I could absolutely see that. You get a little bit of jitters and stuff, so I could absolutely see that, but I think that Arkansas is going to come out strong on offense. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot – from Portland State in the middle quarter, second quarter, third quarter. So I don't think you're going to see a lot of them producing much. And then I could see late fourth quarter, you get your more developmental guys out there. Maybe they get a touchdown field goal. So I've got it, I think, 52 to 17, I think is what I have. My overall prediction, I went Arkansas to go 6-6 and this season, win two in the SEC. I think my two were Kentucky and Mississippi State. I think they'll win two of the four between Kentucky, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Missouri. I think they can get two of those four, win your four non-conference games, and I think Arkansas goes to a bowl game this year. Terry Humphrey says, Woo Pig from Naples, Italy. Wow. Wow. TJ Hedge says, Woo Pig. Tim Johnson says, Woo Pig from Jonesboro. Trey Ballard says, How much, Hudson Henry, do we expect to see this weekend? I think you're going to see some. I could absolutely see them holding out Cheyenne O'Grady, even though he's doing what you would expect him to do to be able to play in a game. But I still think he'll be limited in the game, not see a whole lot of action. But it looks to me like they're preparing Hudson to play I And mean, he was rolling with the second group yesterday. Now, he was with the scout team at the Beanie Bowl. He was dressed in the scout team uniform. But I think you're going to see Hudson Henry. I think it's just a matter of time before he gets more and more integrated to the offense. Being Having that concussion uh, set him back just a little bit. Johnny Brooks says, who's going to be the leading running back and, and wide receivers in yards? I think the running back is going to be Rakeem Boyd, hands down. If he stays healthy, it'll be Rakeem Boyd. Wide receiver, I could see it being Trey Knox. I could see it being Traylon Burks. I, I could see it being Mike Woods. I mean, Mike Woods had 18 catches as a freshman. So to give you an answer, Johnny Brooks, I'm going to go with Traylon Burks, and the reason is because he's lining up in the slot. And I see that as a position that gets a lot of quick passes, a lot of bubble screens. I mean, they had a wide receiver who lined up in that position in, at SMU who had over 100 catches. I'm not saying that either of these guys are going to have 100 catches, but I could see it being the guy that lines up in the slot the most. And right now that looks like it's going to be Trey Burks. at 6'3", 223-pound slot receiver by the way. Casey Rowland says, I'm so dadgum pumped about this season. I think we can really go six and six and not seven and five. Try not to be over optimistic. Everybody knows my stance on the healthy approach to this season. And that's to watch a young team grow and get to a bowl game and then provide. If they do that, then you got to feel good about where they were headed in 2020. They're going to have some, there's going to be some mistakes. This is a prime example. So yesterday I'm watching them do kickoff return, okay? And they've been spending a lot of time doing kickoff return, punt return here lately. And Isaiah Nichols is is back, right? It's a short kick on purpose. They kick it to about the 20, 15-yard line, something like that. And Nichols picks it up and he scoops it and tosses it back to one of the return men. It's a fumble. The return men aren't expecting that. It's great that that happened in practice and not a game. It's great that that happened. That's a great learning moment for everybody that saw that. So great that that happened in a practice, but not again, but there will be things like that happen, especially when you're considering there's so many true freshmen. Now they're going to get better and more comfortable and more crisp throughout the year, but there are going to be things like that that happen that frustrate you. That things that are going to subside a little bit in 2020 with these guys. Austin Gibson says woo pig from Denver David Shaw says hope I'm surprised but I think running the ball is going to be an issue it's possible I mean I think the offensive line is going to be better I don't think they're going to be great they're going to struggle against some really good teams I think but I mean you go back to last year I think they ran for 83 yards in the opener which is pathetic considering the opponent at Eastern Illinois that they played. They couldn't they couldn't pass the ball early either until Ty Story came into the game in the second quarter. But running the ball, they never got it going. But I think they've got better running backs than they had last year because, you know, their main guys return, and they're, you know, you would expect them to be better, especially Rakeem Boyd, considering, you know, him just being thrown into it last year uh, literally 30 days before uh, – the the first game he arrives on campus. So, Terry Humphrey says, moving to an NFL stadium makes the rivalry even more eventful and brings a neutral ground to more than a standard college stadium. I don't know if it will be beyond that year, but they have a return game that they promised um, Arrowhead people that they would would come back for. Danny West makes a great point. It's hilarious that the battle line rivalry between Arkansas and Missouri is played on the Missouri-Kansas border. Sam Kerr says, "Do you feel Raheem Boy will be a top three running back this season? I believe he will. I think it's possible. I'm not. I mean, there are a lot of great running backs in this league, but I don't know that there's going to be three better ones. I think he's if he stays healthy, I, I could see him having a huge year, like 1,400 yards type of year. I really do. Steve Henderson says thoughts on Trey Knox and how much he'll play. Knox and how much he'll play Saturday. I could see him not playing at all or playing a little. I don't think you're going to see more than like you know 20 snaps out of him. I just." The way it's gone, you know, with probably not – the way he was practicing yesterday – but, okay, he looked like he was like couldn't go out and do anything yesterday. But from just the language that I'm hearing, it feels a little more like um, it's a deal where they're just waiting on official word, he can go, and then he's out there full speed. Not like he's easing into it off of an injury or he's still sick or something like that or he's drained from whatever injury it is or whatever illness it is. Austin Gibson said it was pads and helmet yesterday. We'll know more today if he practices, yes. Johnny Brooks says eight wins, which I believe Johnny Brooks is the absolute ceiling for this team. That's everything going right. You can't believe it. Everything went right, which isn't going to happen. I mean, everything's not going to go right, although Arkansas is due for some of that. Chris Dupuy says – I was just tagging somebody. Terry Roy says Knox is good. Yes, he is, Terry. You're right on that. David Smith says, my thought is six wins this year. I think you're probably right. But next year, eight, maybe nine. I mean, you get your tough teams at home next year. Your really tough teams at home. Got to go to Notre Dame next year. Dustin Hoofman says, seems that we get beat a lot by a passing offensive. How is our secondary looking? Secondary's young. I worry about the backups. I mean, you got to walk on this – backup free safety right now you got a lot of freshmen in there so you know you got to stay healthy all right everybody I think uh let me see if I'm supposed to bring in Pete Roulier what time I told him
1: and
0: yep it's time for Pete all right so we're gonna give me just a second to bring in uh Pete Roulier and we're gonna talk a little bit more about the matchup you know what he's seeing with Portland State because he's done a little bit of a breakdown with that
1: podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com odyssey podcast
0: what's up pete how you doing man turn me up turn you up man that's what that's what <laughs> they need for trey knox absolutely they need to turn him right, up right. so pete i'll just uh let you in a little bit what we've been doing here um, just talk, I've just kind of gone over some housekeeping stuff like schedule and stuff. We kind of broke down the schedule all the way to 2032, <laughs> jumping ahead a little bit. But uh, I nice. know that you have a little bit of insight. You, you've written some stories this week on just kind of previewing Arkansas's offense versus Portland State's defense and vice versa. We'll start, if you don't mind, with um, Arkansas and uh, Portland State's awkward defense. What are you hearing about right. those guys?
3: So, Portland State runs a really awkward defense, and the, the reason I say that is because uh, in this day in college football it does not really make a lot of sense to be running a five front mm-hmm. on defense. I don't know if you agree with me on that or not, but it's just awkward because people don't see it anymore. It's kind of a flex defense that was popularized, I think, in the late 70s, early 80s. And what it is basically the uh, most basic way I can put it is has got, got a four front with four defensive tackles – or, sorry, four defensive linemen – and it looks pretty normal and i was watching film on their game last year against Oregon, and this is why it looks so weird because they bring a linebacker in and it's not like the linebacker is coming in and he's blitzing uh like you know you usually see on a normal defense because it's every single play he 100 percent acts as another defensive tackle so Mm. you are facing a five front which is pretty unusual and that allows them to do a lot of things you know pressure in different ways different kind of linebacker linebacker blitzes um so that's going to be really interesting to see and and why that's interesting is because you got five guys on the offensive line that are playing together really for the first week this week mm-hmm. you know what i mean for arkansas because of injuries to caps and Jackson and then they just moved Kyron, myron cunningham to right guard so there's not a lot of continuity right now so it'll be really interesting to see how that works um, and on, on the back end, the secondary is going to be playing a lot of man coverage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's going to be really good news for Arkansas because if your receivers can't get open against FCS-level cornerbacks uh, in man-to-man coverage, you've got a lot of problems. So I, I, I anticipate receivers are going to be wide open. Just like I watched the Oregon game, pretty much every play there's two or three receivers wide open. So mm-hmm. you got to be able to hit those guys. Um, it, it, it might just take a while for them to get used to it. You know what I mean?
0: I hear you. Pete Roulier joining us from hogsports.com. Pete has been with us seven months, eight months, something like that, Uh, doing a great job, covers all things Razorback football, basketball, baseball, chips in on recruiting, uh, but has done a great job here breaking down Arkansas's upcoming opponent in Portland State. So, Pete, let's flip it the other way. Razorback defense versus the tricky Portland State offense.
3: Right. I guess I say that because it is also kind of like their defense a little bit different in a way. Um, they run a lot of pistol formation, which mm-hmm. is, of course, where they have the running back uh, behind the quarterback and shotgun, not not the same distance, lined up about five yards, maybe maybe a little closer in the shotgun formation. So that's a little interesting. Um, they run a lot of two tight end sets. Um, so that allows them to do a lot of different things and a lot of motions. And um, that means Arkansas is going to be playing a lot of base defense with three linebackers. So it'll be an exciting game to see what Hayden Henry can do at that same position. Uh, for, for Arkansas. Uh, big guys to look out for, it's going to be, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to say his name. Uh, the <laughs> tight end, Charlie T, and it's spelled Tom, Tom Poet, Tom Poet. Okay, oh, you nailed Charlie it. Charlie T. Did I? Okay, yeah. Tomopoa.
0: Tomopoa, it Tomapoa, looks Poet. like. Yeah, we'll go yeah, Tom Yeah, 73 catches guy, for 1,200 yeah. yards last year and eight touchdowns.
3: He's the real deal, and the thing about it is he's, he's a big game performer. He had two touchdowns against Oregon last season. So, uh, he's, he's going to want to step up and – He's going to be an NFL pick probably around the fourth round, I think is where he's projected now. Um, they use him in a lot of things. They, I even saw that they brought him in motion and used him in an option mm-hmm. in an option play. So, I mean, he's their best player, and it's by far and away their best player. Uh, interesting thing about them is they got two quarterbacks that they're going to play, both dual, th- dual threat guys. Um, they got, let me see. Davis, Davis- Alexander-, Alexander and Jelani Eason. And Jelani Eason. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, Davis Alexander, the starter, better thrower. Eason's got the better legs. I wouldn't be surprised if they use that to their advantage, maybe um, bring Easton in. Arkansas is to expect them to run a, a course and then maybe throw uh, throw Easton a little bit more than expected. Just some things to kind of throw Arkansas off guard. But, uh, yeah, expect a lot of option plays and then expect to see Charlie T quite a bit.
0: I think we're going to see a lot of option type stuff from Arkansas, a lot of RPO game. I mean, it's, it feels like every day in practice, that is what we get is the RPO game. I mean, right every – every single day <laughs> in practice. I, so they're really working I, that side of the offense.
3: I was watching the Portland State defense that we talked about. It was so awkward, and I kind of had a thought. And it was – a lot of people wondered why Ben Hicks was named the starter if Starkville clearly has the better talent. Mm-hmm. Um, man, just looking at this defense, it's going to be – I think a game manager gives you the best chance to win this game right off the bat Yeah, just because it's going to be so interesting. And then you got those five linemen that are just coming together this week. Having a quarterback back there that's confused is really going to hurt you. So, Hicks, knowing the offense, that might have gone maybe just a little bit into the thought process naming him the start of week one.
0: I can tell you a little bit what's going to happen, though. I mean, like, Hicks is probably the better choice at this stage, definitely, just because of the management. you got so many freshmen involved in the offense. But people are going to see when Starkwell comes in, they're going to see that arm for the first time maybe connect on a deep pass or something, and, you know, that's it's going to be even more controversial. I mean, people wanted Starkle. just He's the most recent guy. He's got the biggest arm. So it seems like there's a huge contingency of fans that want him, even though most people haven't seen practice at all. It's amazing how many people think K.J. Jefferson – somebody was like – Right. Somebody slammed me on one of my videos because I didn't even mention K.J. Jefferson, who's not in the mix for this quarterback starting job right now. He's just not. I mean, anybody who goes out there and sees him will see – a laser, and then they'll see a throw at somebody's feet, and a duck, and a laser beam. I mean, it's just like, it's it's very inconsistent right now. And I've, I've talked about historically with quarterbacks, you know, you never, ever, ever, ever see on this level, a quarterback come in who didn't enroll for the spring semester, who's a true freshman, and start out of the gate, first game as a starter. People bring yeah, up Mitch Mustaine a lot, but it was actually Robert Johnson who started uh, that game for Arkansas, but um, you just don't see that, and it's amazing to me the outpouring of people who are saying K.J. Jefferson's a start or Nick Starkle, which I can agree with Nick Starkle. I can I can understand that. He's got a big arm. you got some guys that can go up and get it, some deep threats. I like the idea of that, but I understand why they went with Hicks.
3: Well, to your point, uh, Boris even mentioned it. It's not that like he's an idiot. He can't see that Starkle's got the better arm. Mm-hmm. He came out and said it. Yeah, the ball comes out of his hands a lot better than it does Hicks, but that doesn't matter. That's not why we're starting – uh, hicks game one mm-hmm. so uh, it's it's not you're not you're not a genius just because you can say that star can throw it better than hicks does because everyone can see it even if you watch two minutes of practice video
1: mm-hmm.
0: what are you predicting uh, uh pete what do you think how do you think this game's going to play out
3: i think i went 45 10 and i kind of agree with you that there's probably going to be a scripted play early on or a scripted drive for portland state mm-hmm. that they might punch it in the end zone or get three points out of it and then maybe in the, in the back end of the game, you know, with some developmental players, uh, maybe get some more points there at Porton State. But I went with 45, which I think is a little, a little lower uh, score for Arkansas than what you and Danny predicted. And, yeah. and maybe it's just because of those five linemen starting to have to come together. And then Arkansas might have to figure it out. It might not just be all smooth sailing for the first quarter or so. So, well, uh, But once they figure it out and the, and the receivers are going to be open, so, uh, you're, you're going to get a lot of big plays, I, I feel like.
0: Well, I could see – Not. I don't mean to say, call it a throwaway fourth quarter, but I could see them going with a lot of developmental players that could keep that score maybe a little bit more down. Probably not – Well, if
3: you're gonna... an Arkansas fan, you should hope for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, but – I mean, also you want to see them come out and just roll somebody, but um, at the same right. time they didn't. You know, last year they had five forced turnovers, five fumble recoveries against uh, Eastern Illinois, and and a fifty-five. I can't remember what Eastern Illinois scored, but Arkansas scored fifty-five, and just um, I wonder what it would have been like, you know, because Arkansas started off so slow. If Arkansas didn't get any turnovers forced, um, so all, odds are defense is going to force five turnovers in this one. But anything else, Pete?
3: I think that's it, man. Uh, my closing words are I love what Eric Musman's doing on social media still. Yeah. Yeah. The kid is killing the game. Uh, today he put out a video where he's sitting in the locker room, uh, runs out of the locker room onto the field and says, Poulton State, 3 p.m., be there. It's just <laughs> so unusual, but I think he's killing the game.
0: Yeah, he's doing all those all those crazy pictures, those iconic uh, NBA pictures and stuff. That's <laughs> insane. Yeah. So wild. Yeah. All right, Pete. Pete Royer, appreciate you, man.
3: All right, turn me up. Bye.
0: All right, that's Pete Roulier. Turn him up for sure. So, we're going to go ahead and bring in Danny West now. Um, again, if you like Pete Roulier stuff, be sure to go to hogsports.com, H A W G sports.com, and sign up there. Also, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter at hogsports.com, all you have to do is go to the page. Um, you scroll down, there's a place to enter your email. You, you enter your email, and we're going to send you free. We might send like a couple of VIP articles, but the majority easily is going to be free content. On the Razorbacks, we'll also send you breaking news stuff, but every morning we're going to send you a newsletter, and that's especially big for Saturday because Saturday we send basically all of our best stuff, all of our game preview stuff. So you wake up in the morning, you get your coffee, you log on to your email, and there's your newsletter with basically every single possible breakdown, everything you could imagine videos and all that stuff to get you ready for your college football Saturday. So next we're going to bring up Danny West. He's going to talk a little bit about uh, recruiting and, and also about this game coming up. So for those of you who don't know Danny West, what are you doing? What are you doing? If you don't know who Danny West is, Danny, Has been covering Razorback recruiting for a decade, been with us forever at Hogsports.com. The guy to know when it comes to Razorback recruiting. So make sure you're following him on Twitter at DannyWest1 and going to Hogsports.com. Most of Danny's stuff is VIP content. I mentioned $1 for your first month right now, 30% off for your first year. Two great options to sign up for Hogsports.com. So Danny, what's going on right now?
2: Well, I'm sitting here looking at my old picture from yes. a decade ago when I started recruiting, uh, covering recruiting.
0: I told you okay. to. I, I asked you to hit me up and remind hey, me and remind me check to change. The text. It. Right. On there? Exactly. You act like it's just like magically happens that I insert. Yeah. a po- – So I do all the graphics for this show. It doesn't just happen. This probably took me, you know, ten minutes to put together at least. So probably here you have texted me in show. To get a new pickup, like I can just do that and run the run the board, call you, run all the graphics, a, yeah, and appear on camera. We do a photo
2: shoot out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I want to here's what's up in recruiting. Yeah, trade. go you ahead. to talk recruiting. Yeah, let's talk bit. <laughs> not recruiting. a stellar, not a stellar visit list this week for our VIP subscribers that have already checked out the list. Yeah, there's just not a, there's not much there. I mean, a couple of offered guys that we've talked about. Catrell Wallace coming up from Bryant, Arkansas, outside linebacker, 6'6", 210. Very much a priority for the Razorbacks. And then Isaiah Jacobs running back out of Owasso. I'm actually going to get a chance to see him tomorrow night Mm -hmm. at Bentonville West. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to make a quick turnaround. He plays at Bentonville West and plans on coming back for the game on Saturday afternoon. So, outside of that, yeah, there's about eight other names that I think we've got listed right now, but I'm not sure how many people would actually recognize many of them. But uh, So that's where it's at with the football front. You saw last – or was that last night or this morning that Moses Moody put out his top seven? I can run through those schools real quick. I think it was Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, Arkansas obviously, Kansas – and uh i had them written down here trey but i'm not seeing them but arkansas obviously did make the uh make the cut there oregon florida and i think that rounds it out but uh yeah so he's got his top seven now bryce thompson another four-star guy shooting guard out of oklahoma look for him to release his top seven tonight so looks like we're in top seven season right now trey
0: yeah top seven season Nothing that's like it. top seven and some announcements for <laughs> announcements, right? Yeah,
2: can't wait, can't wait for that one. Tonight. Well,
0: Danny, you've been, you haven't had a whole heck of a lot to do lately because it has been a dead period for the it's past been nice, month. Trey. Well, you had July, <laughs> all but one week of July, I think. Well, you had thirty days leading up to that, and then you had uh, a quiet period where recruits could go on campus. So you had that cookout, and that's the only thing that happened. And then yep. you've had this uh, dead period the entire month of August, which lifts. Um, saturday i guess so yeah. yeah yeah it's
2: coming up well sunday uh, coaches can start to go out mm-hmm. i wouldn't
3: anticipate
2: arkansas really hitting the road until after they get through that old miss game
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know they know they understand how huge that game is and they don't want any distractions from it so not likely to see them really hit it until uh, probably the second weekend mm-hmm. there in in september after the old miss game is out of the way so
0: I like the way things shape up, though, with in terms of watching games because we can – first thing, wake up Saturday morning after you get your Hogsports.com newsletter and go over everything to prepare you for today's game. You get 11 o'clock. You get the Memphis game, Memphis Ole Miss, so Arkansas's next opponent. Oh, is
2: that right? That's 11? Yeah.
0: And I think, is it wow. tonight that Texas A&M plays Texas State? That's right. Yeah, so you get to yep. watch Texas A&M, which is a, a fairly uh, week five opponent. Um, and then Auburn and Oregon is the 6:30 Saturday game, which is probably the most intriguing matchup of the weekend. So, for me, I'll be recording that one and trying to avoid scores and get hopefully watch you, that.
2: You know, good and well, Tom Murphy is going to ruin that for you. He,
0: he has. <laughs> Tom has ruined games for it. Bob Holt has done the same thing. Yeah. so what I'll usually do in the press box, I love watching football, obviously. So I'll record a bunch of games while I'm at the Razorback game, and I'll actually try to avoid scores. I know where not to look on my screen, not to look at tickers and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of how I do things. And I'll uh, naturally, I'm going to run into some answers. I'm gonna see some scores here and there, but uh, usually I'll come out without, you know a score for one or two of the games. Uh, that I wanted to watch, and, and I'm able to watch the games in full and just kind of fast forward through the commercials and, and all that stuff. So that's that's how I get in as much college football as, as humanly possible. I want to. And I not... feel like I, Go ahead, Danny. I'm
2: too impatient for that. You know, it's kind of like the gender I reveal. A lot of people wait to mm-hmm. find out what type of baby they're having. Yeah. I could never do that. Oh, no. There's zero chance.
0: I don't understand gender. Like, I don't understand, like, wait. Like, it's going to be a surprise. No matter when you find out, you know, it's going to be a surprise. Um, I want to remind everybody, real quick here um, always streaming on Facebook Live, hence the name Hog Sports Live. Be sure to subscribe to our page, like our page, like the video, interact with the video. Give us a thumbs up if you like the content that we're doing right now on Hog Sports Live. Always available on YouTube. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. And hit that notification bell so you know anytime we upload a new video. Apple Podcast, number one rated Razorback Show on Apple Podcasts at five stars. Give us more five stars. Throw us a review. Let other people know what you like about the show. Always helps us get our message out there. Also available on Stitcher and Spotify. All right, Danny, how do you see this one playing out?
2: Um, like Quinn Grovey told us the other day, it's a. It should be just a glorified walkthrough. You yeah. know, it's a dress rehearsal. That's the way they should treat it. Um, now, granted, they're not going to open up the playbook, you know. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss doesn't have that benefit. They've got a they've got a really tough opponent. Week one, they've got to open it up and put some things on film. Arkansas does not. So I would expect them to keep it somewhat vanilla. And, you know, obviously you shouldn't have to pull out too many stops on this one. But, yeah, just pull away from them in the third quarter. Get some young guys in there. That's what I would anticipate granted we've said that before you yeah. know i remember saying coastal carolina is going to be a walkthrough, but oh man good lord you remember the, that one
0: the Chanteliers, but, Chanta, Chanticleers. santa
2: santa clears santa clears that's right so yeah. yeah buddy i think it'll be a blowout it, it what you, it should be. what did you it go with be. what was your score man i i was thinking this morning 55, i think i was 52 10 something like yeah. that somewhere in that range i think you went
0: 55 10 maybe i think i went 52 yeah. 17 um, but either way, right. you know, four or five touchdowns, they should, they should, I think they're going to cover 28 and a half. Yeah. So, you know, they're coming oh, yeah. down. So, uh, th- Thursday is when that's today, but, uh, uh, Portland state's coming down early and they're going to eat at the catfish hole. Did you know that? So they got, that they're gonna have, got yeah, catfish, bit. hush puppies, and some Gulf shrimp, uh, is, is on their menu. So they're coming down Thursday, trying to get acclimated a little bit to the humidity <laughs> and, um. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah which is supposed to be humid in portland but not this time of year and it's not like there's like their relative humidity is a little different sure i um, tell you what
2: maybe those hush puppies will slow them up a little bit yeah get in.
0: plenty of fried food they in. always slow me down i know that <laughs> man it's always like you have to go in like with a game plan it's I'm like i'm not gonna eat more than seven hush puppies i'm not gonna <laughs> eat more than seven hush puppies i know how it's gonna make me feel
2: yeah
0: all right danny anything else brother
2: that's it, dude. I, uh, it's pretty much been on the basketball front lately. Just talked to Javion guy King, the 2022 new offer from right here in our state mills mm-hmm. high school. Uh, had a good conversation with Javion. matter of fact, I want to plug our new VIP podcast. I will be inserting oh, yeah. some of that audio, the, the interview with JV on. a lot of really good stuff out of that. So, um, when you called, I was actually recording some of the VIP podcasts, so oh, yeah. I guess I'll get back to that now. Be looking <laughs> for that on the Razor's Edge.
0: All right. That's Danny West with Hogsports.com here joining us, and uh, appreciate you, Danny.
2: All right, dude. All right. See you. All
0: right. So just to go into a little bit of what that VIP podcast is, let me get my how-to stuff up here. Um So Danny goes on to the Razor's Edge and he answers questions and he does this every Friday. So And it's only available to VIP subscribers. You can't copy and save the podcast or something. So it's just another one of our great features on uh, our VIP membership at hogsports.com. Again, H-A-W-G sports.com. All right. So I lost a lot of comments, of course. I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't figured it out. So um, we're going to try to figure out how to get some of these i got to figure out a better system for these questions. All right, John Allen says, first of all, somebody said, I think Johnny Brooks uh, was telling Terry Roy, who's Devois' uncle, um, that he should be very proud of number 21. I think he sat by him at the kickoff luncheon and absolutely should. Devois is a great young man, going to have a good season this year. I thought he was running his best last year before all the injuries started piling up on him. Tevra Gaddy says, any more news on TJ, T.J. Hams? what's going on with his situation? So with T.J., he's suspended for four games. That stems to his issue that he had um, – in the spring with not being part of the team. So, I don't know exactly what's going on. TJ told me a month ago that he was going to be suspended a couple of games, but it's more than that. Curtis Kendrick says, I don't recall us having two in the – I'm not sure what you're talking to, that's why. I Casey Rowland says, it's going to be interesting to watch Hicks and Starkle and how they handle their respective playing time. I mean, that's that's definitely one of the storylines with this one. Who, how much will Nick Starkle play? When will he get in the game? Uh, how will those guys do competing against each other? I said many times, it's just a title coming out of camp. It's a title that you're the starting quarterback coming out of camp. That's it. You got to win it in games. You got to win the job in games. That's how that's how jobs are are ultimately given out. Um, Anthony Fauci, or earned I should say Anthony Foster says it's good to be able to say The day after tomorrow we've be calling the Hogs That's right, not, not too much longer Curtis Kendrick says yes, can't wait to call the Hogs Live versus Colorado State How many how many people do y'all think are going to be in the stadium? I said I think 64, I think last year was 63 But I think 64, maybe a little bit more Depending on how the weather goes um, Would be a good opening crowd And again it's the ticket scan number So that's always going to be less than are actually there Because not everybody scans their tickets or they don't work, or something. There's a group of five will come in and scan one tickets, things like that. Tony Ball says 56 and 10, twos and threes will get a lot of reps in the second half. Boyd and Whaler will get 100 apiece and out, probably see three quarterbacks. I don't know if they'll be on the field longer to get 100 apiece, but it's possible. I think Danny told me he thinks the first score will be a 37 yard run up the gut by Raheem Boyd. I said, touchdown, long touchdown pass to Trey Knox. Curtis Kendrick said, wouldn't mind shaking your hand game day, Trey. Well, Curtis, I usually come down through the middle field of the West Stands around the fourth quarter. I like to sometimes watch the game a little bit from the fourth quarter. So if you see me walking down, come say hello. People all the time say they see me somewhere, they saw me somewhere, and I'm like, why don't you all say hello? Come say hello. Who would be the third back? I'm not sure, says Johnny Brooks. Third back is going to be Chase Hayden. I say, usually the third back right now. You're probably going to see a Monte Spivey play. I mean, somebody's going to get banged up. You got to have three healthy running backs in there, so you're going to see a Monte Spivey, especially with TJ Hammonds uh, being suspended four games. So at some point, you'll see the freshman. Freshman running backs usually don't redshirt. Curtis Kendrick says 52-10, hogs cover the spread and hit the over. What is the over/under? Or the I don't I don't I haven't even looked at what that is. Anthony Foster says just getting 35-17. I think that would be disappointing. David S. Smith says I want to see TJ at quarterback in the fourth quarter. I could see them not playing TJ. I could see them maybe KJ. TJ, not KJ. You have TJ. I was like I was like TJ. KJ in the fourth quarter. Yes. I could see that possibly happening, but I could also see them not playing him just because you might need him later in the season. You don't want to you don't want to play more than four games. We're in a bad situation if either TJ is ever playing quarterback for the Hogs, exactly like KJ. Brandon Bill Williams says, what are the things that are position groups you're looking forward to? I'm, I'm looking to see those freshman wide receivers and quarterback play. I mean, that's just natural, I think. I want to see if the offensive line I, – I want to see the whole thing, the whole offense look a lot more crisp, but really those wide receivers and quarterback. Jesse Max says, Trey, you got predictions for the season. MVP's on both sides of the ball. MVP on offense, I'll go Rakeem Boyd, defense, Dijon Harris, and I will go 6-6 six and six for the season. Johnny Brooks says, don't start the – all right, there's a lot of T.J. Hammonds playing quarterback stuff who's not even who's not even playing in this game. You think they can do better than the opener last year? I think possible. I mean, they, if you consider the score, maybe not beating the score, but if you consider the actual cleanliness, crispness of the, the game, I think they'll be more crisp out there. Uh, I mean, they had five turnovers last year. I don't know that they're going to get five turnovers this year. That's pretty rare. You think quarterback is going to be on a short lease? I don't know about a short lease. I mean, obviously, you come and throw a couple of interceptions or something like that early, then, yeah, you'll get yanked pretty quick. I mean, they'll go with Starkle if that happens. Trey, have fun, be happy. Football starts in two days, absolutely. I haven't heard anything on either Juco offensive linemen and Juana. One. And Juana's one kind of maybe working with, more with the third group, Josh. Uh, Josh Hudson asked, so, But Myron Cunningham is your starting right guard and your top backup at left tackle. So he's going to start at right guard. How's football recruiting shaken up. We answered pretty much all of that. Ken Paul, Wesley Coggle says how's Burks look returning punts. He looks, I mean, in high school he looked really good. I mean, all we've really seen him is him field him and you know, kind of act like he makes a move. We haven't seen anything live with punt returns yet. I have seen him drop one uh, punt return that was in the Beanie Bowl. Uh, in some cases, five and seven is enough to get bowl eligible. I don't know if Arkansas has the academics for that or not. To be honest, I mean a lot of times, five and seven teams, if they have the highest APR, uh, then they can get bowl eligible. How's Colton Jackson doing this season? Sure, I hope he is better than he has been. Um, Stephen Baker asks, so Colton has been your starting left tackle. He has been injured with a foot, but he's he's been back full strong uh, now. Todd Drake says, I just joined the show. Do you think Nick Starkle and K.J. Jefferson will see play? I think it's more likely that Nick Starkle and John Stephen Jones, maybe see K.J., but I think maybe just hold off a little bit. You can still get him in four games, if, I mean, with some of these non-conference games. All right, we've got them all. We got through all the questions. Did Starkle ever comment about not na- being named the starter? No, he hasn't. I mean, he was at a funeral yesterday. So, um, All right, I want to thank everybody. As you exit out of here, if you're on, listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead real quick, throw us five stars. Write a review if you want, but throw us those five stars and uh, that lets everybody else know that you like the content and spreads our word, gets us our show more pap- popular. Always on Facebook Live. If you haven't thrown a thumb up right now, thumb up right now. Uh, same deal with YouTube. Go ahead and throw us a like uh, if you like the content that we're providing. Also available on Spotify and Stitcher. Hogsports.com is just $1 right now for your first month uh, or 30% off for your first year. I want to thank everybody for joining us. It's going to be exciting. We'll be back on Facebook Live pretty soon after the game. I'll do my post-game reaction like I always do. I don't know if I'm going to do – I usually do like a walk and chat kind of deal, like a walk and talk um, coming out of the stadium or down on the field. So I'll either do it that way or I'll just uh, come on home and do it in studio. So I haven't decided how I want to do that yet. I might – I might do the walk and talk and then come back on Monday or Sunday and do the show. So, for Danny West, for Pete Roulier, this has been Trey Bitty with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time.